there, it's Fashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And if this is not your first time, welcome back. Whenever you look in the mirror, what do you see? I'm sure you see yourself. You see the physical aspect of who you are. You may see things that you'd like to change. You may see things that you like. But outside of the physical, whenever you look in the mirror, what do you see? For the longest time, whenever I'd look in the mirror, I'd see someone that was not worth it yet. Because worth translated to accolades. Worth was found in a degree, in a status, in a job. So for the longest time, every time I looked in the mirror, I thought, I'm just not worth it yet because I don't have that degree. I'm just not worth it yet because I don't have that job. I'm just not worth it yet because I don't have that accolade. For some of you, it may not be accolades. It may not be a job. It may not be a degree. It may be you don't feel worth it because you don't look the part. You may have pimples all over your face or you may have a tummy or you have a lot of love handles or your thighs are just, you know, killing it. You want to be slim. You want to be a model like everyone else on Instagram. You want to fit that picture. Or maybe it's not even about your image. Maybe it's your intellect. You just don't really learn that fast. You don't really grasp information that fast. You fail in school or, you know, you may have a mental disability that keeps you back, that keeps you from moving forward or keeps you from being like everyone else. I don't know what it is that makes you not feel worthy. Whenever you look in the mirror, you just feel like a failure because you haven't lost a weight yet. You don't have the degree. You haven't landed your dream job. Maybe you haven't gotten married. Maybe you just aren't smart enough. You don't feel worth it. You know, I've been in that position and I am in that position many times where It's just I feel like I don't fit the part. And a lot of it had to do with my culture. So for those of you who do not know, I grew up Belizean. I mean, I'm still a Belizean, a diehard Belizean all the way. You can take me out of the country, but everything Belizean is engraved in me. I may not have an accent, and that's because I somehow adopted the American accent. But whenever I'm around my family, it switches on immediately. And my husband tells me all the time, I feel like you're a different person because when you're with your family, I can't understand anything you're saying. But anyways, so in my culture, for those of you who grew up third world or you grew up with a cultural family background, you probably will understand this. Your worth lies in a degree and then status. So if you don't have a master's degree, doctorate degree, you're pretty much worthless. If you just don't have any degree, you're pretty much worthless. You making it in life, you making your parents proud and making yourself proud is earning a degree, is earning a status, is earning fame. And that's where your worth lies. And that was the one of the biggest things that just held me back in life because I just needed to get that degree. And it wasn't for me. It was to please everyone else around me, to please my culture, to get that thumbs up that said, Vashti, you're finally worth it. You got the degree. And then my bubble burst. After I got my master's, I realized nothing changed about me. I mean, I have a paper. I have a paper that says you earned your master's degree in business. That's about it. Nothing else changed. I'm still Vashti. 
And somehow deep inside of me, my worth, where I found my worth, where I thought my worth lied, it didn't change. After I walked across that stage, I didn't suddenly started walking confidently, oddly enough. I mean, I thought, you know, once I walk across that stage, my full worth will be in effect because I'm pretty much a confident person or generally speaking, I am a confident person. But in terms of being holistically confident, I wasn't because I didn't have the degree. At least that's what I was thought growing up. Earn a degree, you get a thumbs up. Earn a degree, you hear I'm proud of you. And even after I heard it, I just didn't feel satisfied. I felt so much guilt because for so many years I went through school. For what? To still feel the exact same way I felt from the start. You know, Gary Chapman, the author of the Five Love Languages series, he shares that there are five love languages that people seek. That is to receive and to give. We are built We are wired this way to depend on these love languages. And as much as I don't like to place myself in a box, I don't like the whole idea of, you know, these tests that tell us what we are. And then we suddenly think, oh, I'm a one. So I'll always be a one. I could never be a two. You know, I I appreciate it because it gets you to understand why you are the way you are. But I don't appreciate it because too many people get stuck in that mindset, stuck in that frame of mind that they don't know how to become a better version of themselves because they're stuck in that place. I'm a one, I'm a two, I'm a three, I'm a four. I don't know how many they are, but you get stuck, you don't grow and you just justify the way you are because some personality test says that's what you are. But I digressed. He talks about the love languages. Gary Chapman, he says that there's words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, gifts, and physical touch. Those are the ways that people thrive in life. My personal ways that I love to give and receive are words of affirmation and acts of service. And it does so much harm to me because I'm dependent on words. My husband, he is one of the greatest person on this planet um, besides my parents and my siblings. But my husband, I hold him up there. He's pretty high up there, you know, because he he's so kind and he's so patient with me. There have been many times in our marriage where I just self-doubt. I, you know, wallow in just all my wallowness and he affirms me, but he also calls out in me that need for words of affirmation, that need for gratification and that need to move on once I get that affirmation. And he gently does it. But it's rough because his job, as much as he's a husband and a best friend to me, his job is not for me to feel confident in myself. I should already be there. Now, affirming me, uh, complimenting me and all that, that is a part of his job as a husband, just as that's a part of my job as a wife. I need to tell him, babe, you look fine babe, you, whatever you're wearing looks good. You know, I need to affirm him, let him know that I'm, that I'm attracted to him, vice versa. But in terms of my personal confidence in who I am, that comes not from Jared because he's not my source. That comes from Christ. And he had to call that out in me. But it stemmed from an issue that I struggle with from a, as a child. From I was a child, I struggle with this. 
I always needed affirmation, whether it was cleaning my room, making some type of dessert, completing an artwork, completing schoolwork. I needed a thumbs up. I needed to know that I was worth it, that I did great. I needed that congratulation. And I see my niece does this sometimes and I chuckle because I look at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a literal replica of who I am. But she'll do something and she'll run up to me, auntie, do you like this? I'm like, yes, Zoe, I do like it. And then her face just glows up because she got that affirmation. And the crazy part is I do the exact same thing to this day. In the early parts of our marriage, which our marriage is very early because we're just eight months in, so it's still early. But in the early parts of our marriage, um, and I still do this to this day, um, whenever I make dinner and we sit down to eat, we'll pray and then I'll wait until Jared takes the first bite and I'll look at his face to see if he likes it. And if he tells me he likes it, then I start eating because I just need to know that what I did pleased him. And it's scary. That might sound borderline psychotic, but I promise you, for those of you who think the same way as I do, or for those of you who just need affirmation as I do, you're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not psychotic. It's just that need for affirmation that we've placed in the wrong hands because that's not a man's job. That's our source. And who is our source? Christ. So my husband, full circle, back again, my husband helped me realize that I was struggling greatly with placing affirmation in man's hand, which I should never do that, and not seeking my source. And my source is Christ. So we're going to digress a little bit here, but there's a song called Gyra. If you listen to Christian music, you probably know this song. It's by Maverick City and Elevation Worship. But there are several lyrics in this song that truly stand out to me. And the word gyra, uh, for those of you who did not grow up in the Christian faith, gyra is provider, is translated provider. And basically the song is saying that, you know, God's your provider. God is enough. God is exactly what you need. But some of the verses or some of the lines that I really appreciate in this song, it says, I will never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I will never be more loved than I am right now. And my favorite line is it doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. And I don't know about you, but that need to accomplish something big was engraved so deep inside of me that when I heard those lyrics for the first time, I wept because for the longest, I thought that I needed to present a trophy to not only my earthly parents, but to God, to Christ. And if I present this trophy, if I present this grand thing that I've done, I will know that I've done well. But just being me is enough. And that's the crazy part. Just being you is enough. Now, that's not to say don't strive after your dreams, don't work out, don't try to be the best version of yourself. But it's moving past needing a person, a human's approval or applause or congratulations or thumbs up. It's moving past that and understanding what I do in life may not make 
anyone proud. And I don't need their congratulations. I don't need their approval. I don't need them to say, I am proud of you because my source, who I came from, doesn't even need a trophy. Doesn't even need an accolade to make him proud. So that's what I want you to know. If you are doing what you're doing simply to receive an applause, take a moment and reflect. Never do for someone else. Never do to receive gratification from someone else. Never do what you're doing to receive recognition, to fulfill a need deep within. Never do it because you are more than enough. You are worth it and you are worthy right now. Even if you are in mess, if you are in a bunch of mess right now, life is just really, really messy. You are worth it even in that moment because Christ made you exactly, no mistake, exactly how you were designed to be. He doesn't need you to lose the weight in order for him to love you. But yes, take care of your body. He doesn't need you to get a degree in order for you to worth it. But yes, go after your dreams. He doesn't need you to obtain a certain status for him to love you. But yes, do the hard things. Your worth should never be in someone else's approval. You're worth and you're worthy right now. So before we close out, I want to read a little passage from Matthew chapter 6. Matthew, the author, states, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life, but seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Quit worrying about what other people have to say. Quit worrying about whether or not someone will be proud of you. And I know that's easier said than done. But seek Christ first. And why does it say that in the Bible? Why does Matthew say, seek Christ first? Seek his righteousness, seek his kingdom. Because when you seek your source, you will find fulfillment. When you seek the one who created you, the one who molded you, you will begin to understand who you are. You will begin to grasp how great and how perfect you are. Despite the flaws you may see in a mirror, despite not getting the accolades, despite not getting the degree, despite not being able to lose the weight just yet, you are worth it exactly the way you are. Your source is Christ, not man. Your source is Christ, not man. So seek Christ first and you will be filled because you are worth it and you are worthy 
right now. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for plugging into this week's episode. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected to the post blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all. But remember, God loves you most.